Hey y'all, welcome to the podcast where a group of friends do life together. We'll discuss it all from burpees to barbecue to baby wigs and everything in between, all while honoring the Lord and filling our lives with lots of laughs. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. We're so glad to have you back for another fun episode. Don't forget you can follow us on our website, conversioncrowns.com, and you can sign up for our newsletter that's sent out the first Wednesday of every month. You can also follow us on Instagram at heyyall underscore the podcast. Go check it out. Okay, so what's the yums, y'all? Well, Miss Bailey, Anglin has decided to redeem herself from the time of raisin pie. <laughs> and she has leveled up with a strawberry cake, strawberry buttercream icing. Yeah, strawberry buttercream. It's my aunt's recipe. Okay, okay. Um, In celebration of Megan Hood's. 40th birthday. I've been wandering around for 40 years (laughs) in the desert, so I'm anxious to make my way into the promised land. By the time you um, hear this episode, we will have already celebrated Meg's birthday, Um, but if you did not, or if you do not follow us, and you would like to see the antics of her 40th, quite literally wandering in the wilderness, into the, you know, promised land, uh, birthday extravaganza, go back and check it out because we are planning, we are leaving this week. To We're go. not going to Israel. We're going, yeah, to, we're Alabama. going to Alabama, <laughs> which is pretty darn close. I mean, I feel like that's across so, the world. Some of us are going yeah. to Yes, we, we had to create um, flat Britney. Yes. She's coming with us. I'll be um, there in spirit. You'll be there in group text. hundred <laughs> percent. And when we get in trouble, we'll call mom to come get us. Yeah. And mom will come. <laughs> mom will be there. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so funny. Okay, um, so today's episode we've titled Dear Younger Me. And the idea is just things that we wish we had recognized or understood when we were younger. And I kind of did this almost as a reflection, I guess it was a reflection, last year for my 36th birthday, I did 36 things I wish I'd understood when I was younger, because I, over the last few years, have had a lot of just kind of like aha moments of like, wow, yeah, okay, we're, we're learning stuff. Now, there's still some stuff we really need to learn, um, but just if I had understood this earlier, or if I had picked up on this earlier, um, you know, maybe life would be a little bit easier, but also we have younger listeners. Um, I know that at least the young ones I know that listen, you know, making a step a little bit easier for them. Um, I will go ahead and tell you there's not a true script for this. So we're just kind of going to see where it goes. You should be proud of us if you listen to our um, Enneagram podcast on, you know, no plan, just, just winging it, which is, that's a great section. So for Bailey (laughs) specifically, um, it is, but, um, okay. So what are some things you wish you knew when you were younger? I figure we can just kind of like say one, you can say what you think. And if we have anything to contribute. Um, my first one is change is not your enemy Hmm. because Going off of our Enneagram, when I like everything to be, you know, keeping the peace, peace of mind, harmony, um, change is going to happen. Life is change. It's going to happen. Don't get too comfortable with how you are right now. It's going to all change. This too shall pass. Yeah. That's a good one. We had somebody at church say that you are either 
heading into a storm, in a storm, or coming out of a storm, which is both encouraging and not, depending on which section you're in right then. Um, but that's true. It's like hills and valleys. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes, me personally, I fight that change to the point of it being ridiculous. Like I make a bigger deal or have more of a problem, not because of the change itself, but because I still want change. To the point of sometimes staying in bad or unhealthy stuff simply because it's known mm -hmm. and requires less effort. Um, so yeah. And too, I mean, that's just experience. I mean, yeah. that's, you have lived through it enough to realize this is gonna change, this is gonna yeah. pass. To everything there is a season. Yeah. That's biblical. I know. Yeah. Go me. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> it's just um, the coffee's working. <laughs> my magic coffee. Yes. Um, one for me is that, you know, I say this all the time, like you're one of one and that's okay. Like your quirks, your things that are harder for you that are easier for other people and all that, like you are made for that purpose. And it's okay that you're not good at everything. It's okay that some things are easy for somebody else and not for you. Like, that's just who you are. And at some point, if you are willing to be okay with that, you can grow through that. So just to totally accept, I mean, more than just accept who you are, but just really accept who you are in the body of Christ and understand that you are the only one. You know, you've said that you are one of one before, or you've said several times, I used it on Maggie not long ah, ago. Good. I did. It's it my was a good little baseball moment. terminology. I'm batting a thousand on myself. I love it. <laughs> Hall of Fame status. <laughs> and I think that's just your perspective for, and we talked about this with the labels of like the quirks and the strange things and just those things that we sometimes view as maybe being negative or, you know, the burden you have to deal with. In reality, if that is not a, not something that you clearly need to change, but something that God has created you that way. You are one of one. You're like, don't try to be somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, because then if you're, if you're off trying to be somebody else, your position and purpose isn't being fulfilled. Exactly. Um, and that I think switches the perspective from just, Oh, uh, you know, I'm special just the way I am to, no, I have a, I have a mm -hmm. purpose. And if I'm not fulfilling that, nobody is. Exactly. Um, and that puts, you know, kingdom responsibility on me. Um, mine's a little less profound, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe a little bit more along the lines of Meg's. Um, so uh, wearing a size 11 shoe turns out not to be a big deal <laughs> as an adult. Oh my gosh, yes. That like, I mean, I went, into a size 11 but maybe like sixth grade seventh grade or whatever and so what that meant at that time oh, was yeah. like i didn't always get to have like what was in fashion like yeah. i can remember timberland boots like being a thing well i had to have like a men's size nine which uh -huh. looked a little different than everybody oh, else's yeah. which were cool you know so um like it, it, back then it was a big deal because yeah. it kind of like changed your status. Or singled you, just, you out. Yeah. yeah, it kind of singled you out or whatever. It turns out there are a lot of adult women who wear yeah. larger size shoes and it's not a big deal. And, you know, I just wish I would have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, you're not going to be able to realize that. But no. And people will say offhanded stuff and not yeah. think about it. Um, 
I will say, and I don't know, I can't believe I'm telling this, mother. You go, listen. Um, I started wearing a ladies size seven shoe in the first grade. Try purchasing a seven year old or however old you are in the first grade shoes for Sunday school that are not heels. Now, my little heart wanted to walk around in stilettos, and I sure did. <laughs> I bet your little heart yeah. did. But do y'all remember the, like, ballet flats with the big bow on top that came in 78 colors? Mm-hmm. That is the shoe I wore every single Sunday from about 1992 to about 1997 or so when it yeah. became appropriate for me to wear heels um, for that exact reason. Yeah. yeah. what other option? It wasn't like now, you young things, if you're listening, where – Everybody's fashion kind of looks the same. Oh, no. It was wise, vaguely dressed like you know, a businesswoman. A businesswoman <laughs> in first grade. Oh, because that's the only clothing that yeah. you know works. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, not <laughs> a big deal anymore. Yeah, guys. it literally doesn't. Matter. Okay, <laughs> does not matter. Um, my first one is you don't have to have it all figured out by thirty or by thirty. Six, nearly 37, um, because if you stop learning, you stop growing. And I had a major crisis, quarter-life crisis, when I turned 30 because I was so disappointed in myself that I had not, you know, gotten married and gotten the house and gotten the job, like all this stuff that I thought you had to have figured out by the time you were 30. I don't know why I thought that. A lot of it's a societal thing, but it stressed me out to no end. I felt like the biggest failure. And then you get past 30 and you realize, oh, never mind. <laughs> it went like you don't have, because there are 50 year olds who haven't figured it out. There are, um, you know, 40 year olds. <laughs> like there is no, and just because you haven't figured out 30 doesn't mean you will still have it figured out at, right. That's right. Know, Always that's growing. 40. Um, got them seasons that come and go. Yeah, I was gonna say, and so I think I had this idea of like almost like with school and graduation of like I will I will graduate when I'm thirty. I will be an an actual adult, not a you know pseudo adult. Like I felt like that's not life. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's okay to to not have it figured out. To change your career, to decide you want to be a doctor when you're in your thirties and go back to school. That's okay. I thought about it, but <laughs> turns out turns out for me. It's okay. Being a history teacher is okay. What else? Um, I have nothing shows what you're made of better than a crisis. Oh yes, true. Because you'll experience a couple of those. Mm-hmm. You will. And like how you handle a crisis. Mm-hmm. There's a good question. Okay. And I have a feeling I know how this goes. For I'm so good at thinking on my feet, minus a crisis situation. My mother is the most fantastic crisis handling person. I will never forget getting a phone call because my mom had forgotten her phone in college at work that my dad was in the ER. He had had a heart attack and I show up to get my mom to tell her at work and I'm like, Oh my god! And I'm like hysterically crying, like Dad's had a heart attack, and blah 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 blah. And her response was, "Well, I told him that's what I thought it was two days ago. Let's go get your brother." And I was like, "What? Like that?" And she is just the most 
involved in the midst of a crisis? So how are y'all good in crisis or are you? I'm really, I'm pat on the back. I'm pretty good in a crisis. I, was nice. saying, I assumed you would be because you're not. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good too. I, I figured you would because you can see the perspective of everything. Yeah. You'll get, I would assume you don't get overwhelmed by like the one thing. Yeah. yeah. Like it usually that. hits me like way past, right. like uh, way past it when I'm trying to. Like, like an emotional come down after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And usually it's still not even really that bad. Which, it's just like, well, you know. Which luckily like, we have had that many this is, crises, yeah. but, but yeah. What about you, Meg? <laughs> <laughs> Past. <laughs> so um, like did you make it? Sur- did you survive them? Did you struggle? Oh, oh yes. I survived. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> survive, not thrive. Um, my okay, problem is you can see what you're made of. On both sides. My um, <laughs> issue is things that aren't really a crisis for me are a crisis. <laughs> um, but I've gotten better with that as I've gotten older and yeah, realizing I that. You know the world is far bigger than me um but i i do think that i've gotten better at it um i can think of some specific things that i have gotten better but i it is not my nature my nature is to freak out um i have to reel back in and i'll say like the the personality i think feeds a lot into that and had i known what the enneagram was at this time i once again when my dad was in the hospital having, having his, you know, heart attack, um, there was a night where he was in the hospital. My mom ended up in the hospital, which is a whole different story. And all of a sudden, I looked up, and 21-year-old me is the adult. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? So I thought, okay, my aunt my uncle are here in town. I need to call because they come down for my dad's surgery. So I thought I would just call them. And um, I remember going outside and being like, you know, hey, I just wanted to inform you that, you know, this happened. Mom and dad are both in the hospital. And I remember my aunt saying, you know, do you want us to come up there? And I was like, no, everything's fine. And of course, in my mind, I'm thinking, please, baby Jesus, come up here. I don't want to be an adult. This is terrifying. But that pride that we talked about with the Enneagram, um, and of course, then finally, you know, I was like, well, if you want to come and she was like, we'll be up there, man. I think, I think me and her are a lot alike. I don't know her Enneagram, but I think in some ways we are and kind of can be feisty. And, um, I think that she maybe recognized that, but also didn't want to be like, you're a little kid. Um, but that was the crisis of, you know, <laughs> I, I decided I, I didn't want to handle it. You know, not, not good. So I figured I, I knew what most of how most of us would handle it, but um, I think something I've learned, or I would tell my younger self, is you don't have to be good at everything. Um, that's okay. It's okay to learn and grow, and it's okay to fail um, because when you do fail, um, you're just kind of learning through that. So that's hard for me, um, especially because I'm a wing three on the Enneagram and we're very competitive and we really want to do well at everything we do, but um, just that it's okay to fail because you're learning through that process and you don't have to be good at everything. And it's okay to enjoy stuff and not be good at it. I think social media and just kind of culture, we're kind of this like only show all the great things. So we feel like, you know, if you're, 
you enjoy painting and you're not good at it, then don't do it. But if you enjoy it, like, you know, uh, your hobby, if you were great at everything you did as a hobby, that would be your career. Right. Like, and you posted on hobby day, I like to paint, I like to do watercolor. And if you notice, I posted a picture of my paint palette, not exactly what I was painting, um, because it's not great. But I enjoy it so much. It's so much fun. And no, again, you will not see any of the pictures of the paint. <laughs> And there's they're think, just they're just for me. <laughs> freedom in doing something, and I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth. There is a freedom in doing something you know you're not going to be good at. Like you're, I'm never, you know, I'm trying to think like painting, for example, or even dancing, especially now. Like I made Meg take an adult ballet class one time, but the, I'm not going to be a prima. Right? Like, I know at this point, I've never been flexible. I am, you know, takes me five minutes to get off the floor. It's just, that's not it. So that stress level is almost gone because I'm not striving to be the best. I am just there to have fun. And there's some freedom in that, in the failure, which is something I would not have said five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. And I think just realizing that most people, that's what they recognize mm -hmm. in you doing that. That it's not that they're recognizing failure or anything, they recognize the freedom for you to like enjoy yeah. that. and the joy and they, that comes from and it. And they get like that's why they give you so many compliments and stuff like that. And that's what's so hard too with social media now, especially if you're young and you th that's the world you've grown in. Like mm -hmm. luckily we didn't have to grow up in it in our teens right. and stuff or quite as much. Um and um I forget I think it was like a meme or something that Social media is everyone's highlight reel. So mm -hmm. don't compare yeah. it to your behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think uh, one of the things I would have kind of told my younger self um, is to remember to finish what you start. Um, I think I always had a tendency to kind of like procrastinate and stuff. Um, and probably some of that is that I felt like I might fail or felt like, you know, I'm an Enneagram five. So I started to feel like I didn't have the knowledge to finish it or something like that. Um, and so I wish I like would have, I still need to latch on to this, but I think I wish I would have realized it younger is that, you know, if you start something, just finish it. Like do whatever it takes to, mm -hmm. to finish what you start. I can relate to that part of, being afraid of failing, so not, I just wouldn't even start, so yeah. kudos to you, <laughs> but that I definitely, um, I wrote a blog not too long ago, I can't remember which one it was, but I talked about the fact that, um, so this will make me sound like an 80 year old woman, but um, I have always loved Bob Ross, <laughs> like I just find him fascinating, I love his painting, and he makes it look so easy, so probably about 10 years ago, I asked for Christmas, they sell like full Bob Ross sets, right? And I literally got the full set, the easel, the like um, little palette, all of that. I watched the video about three times to make sure I had everything. I went out and got the canvas and I've never done it because my fear was I had thought it would be so easy and, you know, I would make this beautiful picture for so long. What if I'm wrong? So I, I, it's been packed up in a closet, it's been moved to storage unit. It's lived in several houses. That's so stupid, you know? And I can appreciate that now. Of course, now I can't find it because it's packed away in a box. <laughs> but um, 
that that's that concept. Like I, I was so excited to do this and thought it would be so great. That was so great failing as did my teacher. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely associate with that. Um, my next one is you are meant to be the leading lady of your life and stop letting others convince you that you are just supporting class. That is so um, good. Mm -hmm. And I saw it, I've never seen the movie. I think it's, don't kill me, the holiday maybe. Anyways, there's a, a quote from that. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw it one day and it kind of struck me of like, oh, you are, like I have always kind of viewed myself as the supporting cast, you know? Um, the, I always think of it um, as like the friend in the movie, you know? You have the main character who's being you know, whatever, pursued by the guy or who's going on the adventure, whatever. I have the friend that shows up to offer witty commentary and... Suki! Yeah, I'm Suki. Suki. I'm the background character. Um, even she gets her own really good I story. know. I love Suki. Um, but, you know, and that is not true for us. And, like, I think we sometimes let people convince us otherwise. I think, once again, comparison as women does that a lot. You feel like your life isn't leading lady worthy um but that's not true god has created us one it, it's your life <laughs> like what's the other option your name is on it you are the leading lady um but i think that kind of changes how we function as well within that yeah. Yeah. Um, my next one would be choose your friends wisely mm -hmm. surround yourself with people Preach. who will lift you up and not tear you down that's a very good one. So all of you younger people listening, you hear how we are all saying this. Yes. We are yes. the future. All made mistakes. <laughs> um, and it's okay to recognize that friendships have changed. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, it's okay, okay to, to end friendships. Yes, it is. And it, yes. it doesn't always have to be a bad thing. No. no. You can end well. Yes. Um, you can end badly and it still be a good thing. Um, but yeah. There's, it does. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like a high school. Like no, no. Like in your twenties, you can oh, yeah. you will start seeing. And as we talk in our friendship episode, you'll start drifting in different directions and being able to recognize yeah. what's helping you grow and what's hindering you. And these are the people who feed into you. So I was going to say, it matters who pours into you. Yeah, it yeah. does. And in those those two a.m. moments, yeah. like who is there? Mm -hmm. Who is you know, um, and you don't, you don't want people feeding into you things that when you do hit those crisis moments, it's going to be so much more mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or just people who, God bless, and I think I realize this, especially in my 20s, who stunt your growth, mm -hmm. I guess is the way yeah. to put it. Yeah. Like, they're not necessarily feeding bad things into you, but they are happy and complacent where they are, and they do not encourage you to grow. They maybe even scoff mm -hmm. at you wanting to change and grow. And if you stay in that, you know, environment, you are going to be in the exact same place in 20 years. And like, I think if you talk to any adult, they can think of people who right now have not changed any from the day they graduated high school. And that's not a good thing, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times who you surround yourself with 
Like, I know these girls will not allow me to complacently sit by and not hurt, you know, and that's a good thing. Your friends should always want better for you, yes. you know, yeah. and it's not a competition. Like, if yeah. you're with women that constantly feel like they have to compete with each other, like, that's not a healthy not place it. to be, yeah. you know. A red flag, ladies, and any adult woman will tell you this. If you have somebody who only is... <laughs> Annie agrees. <laughs> Annie agrees. If you have a woman or you hear the comment of, oh, I'm only friends with guys because women are all drama or something to that effect, run. Run like the wind because women are not your competition. You should build each other up should strengthen each other the old you know adage of straighten each other's crowns like you should that's not what, yeah, I, that's, that's my next one <laughs> you should not be you know pointing out flaws so um yeah definitely your friendships huge along the lines of running from bad friends <laughs> my next one is that healthy and fit are not the same thing so move your body. Yes. I struggle all the time. I know if you know me, you know my story. But during my teens, really till I turned about 29, I did not move my body. And I struggle very much with wishing I would have started sooner, but also understanding how much of my story is tied into that. But just move your body. And it doesn't have to be like hardcore anything. Just move your body. You feel better. Um, and it's not about a look or it's not about a size or anything like that. I used to struggle so much with that, but now it's just more about how you feel and making yourself feel better and just healthy and fit aren't, you know, are very different than a, a certain size and a certain look. So just move your body in any way that you can. I wish I would have, um, saw value in that earlier than I did. So. I know that this is not true that because we literally have these written down, but I feel like you and I are just like tag teaming oh. one another because mine literally says just play the sport, do the athletic. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, like I wish I would have mm -hmm. just done something as a young child. Like I remember playing a couple of like rec bas basketball seasons and like one to two softball seasons, but like I was done by the time I got to mm -hmm. middle school. Um, and I'll kind of tell you in a little bit when, when I tell you my, my next one, why, but like now as a 30 something year old, like we played pickleball the other day and well, not the other day while back, but like I was out there and I was like, I think I'm kind of fast. I think I'm kind of good. <laughs> you were definitely you know? good. But like, and it, it hurts my heart that like, I, I didn't know that I should have been doing that as a younger person because Number one, it, it like I could enjoy it more now, mm -hmm. um, and it would I feel like it would be something that like I would go to more now. Like yeah. now, I don't. That's not the first thing that I think about. Right. You know, exercise or activity or stuff like that. So I think it plays off. I didn't. I mean, I played like youth soccer and youth softball and all that, and I stopped because I felt like I wasn't good. You know, yeah. and then my brother was freak good at any <laughs> sport he played, so I just. I never felt good. So yeah. I was like, well, why am I going to drag everybody to watch me play when I literally am not good? Yeah. Um, so I wish I would have kind of like you said, and what we said earlier, just played anyway, you know, and stuck with it anyway. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, along the lines of kind of what Meg said, 
100% not what Christy said was sports because <laughs> that ain't for me. Um, you're not too tall or too fat or too smart or too awkward. And beauty isn't mutually exclusive with being skinny. Um, as a, especially junior high child, I looked like a, I had the body of a 25-year-old. Like, I mean, could easily pass as a student teacher. Um, and you would think that would be a good thing. It is not when you have acne and curly hair but no straightener and, you know, glasses. It just made you awkward. And everybody was cute and dressing from the limited too. And you were <laughs> dressing from the Sears, you know, women's department. And it's just, I kind of always grew up with that, like, you're too much. Mm -hmm. Too much. Um, and luckily, that's something I've come to you're not too much for the right people, you know. Um, even if sometimes they think you are, they will learn and grow that maybe that's not the case, and they too need to work <laughs> They also it. need to grow. <laughs> they are too much in some way. No, but really, um, we have, especially in America, gotten this idea of if you're skinny, you're beautiful, and if you're not what the world deems skinny, then you're not beautiful. And that doesn't make sense because there are a lot of, no offense, unattractive skinny people. So if that's not mutually exclusive, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so that was always a struggle. And something I always chased. Yeah, me too. And like, and like I mean, what Meg said, like skinny and fit are not the same thing. Um, I mean, I starved myself in junior high trying to be skinny and... <laughs> that didn't work but also even if I had gotten down to a size two I still wouldn't have been like that does not change what I was yeah. um so I think sometimes we have to come to terms with like what we are is okay mm -hmm. is there stuff we can work on yes that is why I do burpees even though I hate them mm -hmm. but we can't make this mutually exclusive like down the line and let's be honest beauty standards right. what what somebody I mean just we'll laugh because especially me and Meg's um taste in men are a little different and sometimes <laughs> sometimes you know I mean think you're sitting around with your girlfriends talking and they'll be like oh he's attractive and they're like what <laughs> like that hobo like no and you're like I mean y'all don't think so no um, so we know that, no. but that's not how we view ourselves, you know? Right. Um, um, your worth is not tied to yeah. your gene size. And I, I still, Satan likes to oh, yeah. help me with that, yes. <laughs> but I still struggle with that. But that is something definitely yeah. growing up. I just felt yeah. worthless having yeah. to not be, having to shop in certain stores uh -huh. or whatever. You know, I just felt, I don't know. And that's not true. Your worth is not tied to your size. I think, too, with us and our generation growing up, we all had the moms from, like, the 70s yeah. uh -huh. that all were a size 2 yes. in everything. So, like, relating to not being a size 2 was a little bit hard. Yeah. So now from us who weren't size 2, we're telling you it's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Be healthy. Yeah. And exercise. a size 2 and have a heart attack tomorrow. Yeah. And, I mean, exercise and do what you can to take care of yourself, but your worth is not tied to your size. Yeah. And don't let your, and this is something I think we're all learning, don't let your self-prejudice and these ideas 
one, keep you from believing the truth somebody else says when, for example, a man you were dating says, oh, you look great, or oh, you look beautiful, and your first thought is you want to spit in his face and be like, lies, like, no. But also, don't let people use that to manipulate you. Right. Because that happens as well, too. Like, be very cognizant that that is not who you are. Mm -hmm. Your image is not the whole being. Right. Um, And we act like it is a lot. And stop filtering your daggum pictures (laughs) because that is not what you look like. You're right. (laughs) I'm just saying. You are beautiful. You look weird when you do not have any pores. (laughs) That's just not normal. It's scary looking. It creeps me out. I don't like it. We were joking earlier that I said that I am on the body of Christ. I am the fat of the body of Christ because everybody's got to be something. So I'm the fat of the body of Christ. And Christy pointed out that I protect all the organs. So I'm incredibly useful as the fat of the body of Christ. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Very true. Amen. (laughs) Um. My next one, which we kind of piggybacked off of already, was you never look bad making somebody else look good. Yes. And as women, we have the whole comparison thing, but it's a lot, it's really easy to be like, oh my gosh, I can't stand her. Look how skinny she is that size too. Or, yeah. That's just nonsense. And you get into that, the whole like mean girl. Yeah. I guess philosophy of it all, but yeah. just don't, ladies, don't. Yeah. yeah. It's not a competition. It's not. And like. I tried to have this conversation with someone who did view every other woman as competition. But, like, I mean, I look at the four ladies in front of me. And I think this comes up more the cattiness with, like, men mm-hmm. a lot of times or getting attention or whatever. But if a man finds, say, Meg attractive and wants to date Meg, I am not competition because if he likes Meg's personality – is not going to like mine because it's very different, right? Like, he's going to be like, she's a lot. I don't know. Um, and that's okay. Like, you are not in competition with right. every female that walks the earth. That's right. true. That's just... It's so silly. It, it's so silly. And so immature. It's a very and immature thing. Ultimately, if you believe biblically that God has a purpose and a plan for your life, if that is, like, yes, you have to be part of the plan and actually cooperate. But if that's the one for you, great. It'll work out. If that is not one for you, you can parade around looking like whoever, Beyonce, and he's not gonna pay attention to you. Um but we have not been told that. We've been yeah. told you need to do this and this and this and then you'll get people's attention and then you'll get this or you'll that's not true. Not true. It's a lie. It's a lie from the fashion industry. <laughs> Okay, I think my next one, um, I know my next one because I'm reading it. Um, (laughs) I only have two more. So this is my second to last one. I'm trying to see which one's better. Um, Is that you cannot change people and make them love you how you need to be loved. Or you cannot make people act towards you how you want them to act. And I think I fought that for so, it's almost like, almost manipulating myself Mm -hmm. to make them love me how I needed to be loved. Or to tell me the thing, you can't make people act in a way that they're not. Um, whether that's, sometimes you don't need to, like sometimes they kind of piggybacking off the Enneagram, like they are who they are and they function the way that they do. But sometimes I think we, I know growing up, I, I very much would try and even, you know, 
within the last two years. Just try to get people to love you in a way that they maybe are not ready to love you or they can't love you. And that's okay. You just can't change the way that people treat you or treat. Um, there's nothing you can do to, to make that different. So yeah. You can't love someone into being perfect. Exactly. Yeah. And that was a struggle for me, for sure. And that's hard because... It's very hard. You almost feel like you're letting go or that's not true. Um, my next one is tell your story more. Um, I specifically, when I was younger, uh, nine years old, um, really had a miraculous healing story. Um, and so the me that is here today was told at nine years old, I probably wouldn't be where I would be because of, um, literally illness and sickness. Um, and so uh, there's just a huge amount of um, miraculous things that happened within that time frame. And for a while, um, even still a little bit now, like I don't share that like I should. Um, and I, I do give credit to God. Um, and I do recognize that nearly everything that happened had nothing to do with man. Um, but I wish that I would have told the story more, um, specifically as a younger person. Like, I think, I I just kind of blew it off. Like I didn't recognize that in my youth, telling a story like that could build up older people, you know, like, um, I, I kind of think back to that. Was it first Timothy mm -hmm. or whatever, um, verse. Um, so yeah, I just wish I would have recognized the power of the story that God gave me and, voiced it more, um, giving him more glory throughout my time. And that was a lot of the reason, you know, there was a lot of like what ifs and things like that around that time um, and my health and things like that. And so that was the reason that like I didn't play sports or I didn't, you know, I didn't do a lot of things. Um, me and even my parents kind of pulled back on some experiences. Um, or activities just just out of like safety and caution um, so but now like being on this side of it yeah I, I just wish I would have done it different you know in some ways done it differently that's a good one I think one that probably all of us the whole life not not recognizing but I think sometimes because we're so deep in it it not that it doesn't feel miraculous but we kind of forget how awe-inspiring yeah, yeah, um, that's a good. Yeah, because I know there's stuff that I'm like, you're right. Um, my next one is get out of your head and your comfort zone. There's a big world out there. Um, pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> that's a good one, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so get out of your comfort zone. Like ninety percent of the amazing things that God has done in my life have been just outside of where I feel mm -hmm. comfortable because. That's how we grow. Yeah. And what's so funny about that too is once you start doing those little things, it doesn't have to be like skydiving. It yeah. can be something small. Yeah. That becomes your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you excel fun. in that. So your comfort zone starts to expand mm -hmm. as does your skill set. Right. Yeah. Stretch and you grow. That's yeah. it. Flip back a few mm -hmm. episodes for our intentionality. Yes. yes. <laughs> episodes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 
Do you have another one? I do. What's your last? Or is it your last one? It can be. No, I was just, I didn't know that we were. I got two more. Okay, I, my next one is learn the difference between responding and reacting. Oh. Oh, I wow. like that response. Yes. Thank you. That's a good one. Can oh, we tell I win. love that. <laughs> Can we tell me now? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Read that again. Learn the difference between responding and reacting. There is a mother who has dealt with two kids. That's a good one. Yes, I'm yeah, sorry. just like right now, I'm just even thinking about words. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I okay, win. mic drop. Yes. <laughs> she wins. Ooh. See, competitive. I'm like, oh, it's a winning thing. All right, my last one is that do not fear getting older because getting older really is better. Like I, like my 40th birthday is coming up and like, I'm pumped. Like I, I'm not dreading it. I'm not, well, I guess when this episode comes out, I will then be 40. So maybe hit back with me after that. But <laughs> right now sitting a week out from 40, I'm excited because I just think how different my thirties were than my twenties. And yes. I'm so excited with who I'm becoming and how the Lord is like directing me. And I'm just excited to see what my forties are. So don't be fearful of getting older. It really is just a number. Um, just go with it with purpose. And I don't know, just don't fear that because getting older is better for sure. That's my last one. On the, the people who tell you the 20s are your, you know, the best years of your life, they say that because their life is not comfortable. Okay. Um, yeah, no. 20s are like, that's where you're trying to figure it out. 20s yeah. were like worst case scenario. 30s. My 20s were so stressful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was like, to, I was about to say, I felt like just scattered and just mm-hmm. like trying to find something that would stick to like, like, okay, I'll grab onto this and ride into yeah. the 30s, yeah. you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, it yeah. was, they, they weren't, they weren't the worst ever. I mean, no. I had a good yeah. 20 you know, but, uh, yeah, but, 30s have definitely been yeah, a lot excited. sweeter. People yeah. will talk about it. Yeah, I'm a lot right. sweeter than I expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think that I had in my head that yeah. getting older is I am not fearful of getting old. Yeah. Like, it's it's really a beautiful thing to yeah. grow wiser and older. So don't but be scared of getting older. You people have the privilege yes. of doing yeah. Yeah. Um, I've always heard, that. and I always, like, put this in my journal, um, like, New Year's Eve type thing, of the best is yet to come. But... That's kind of like if you have that outlook, mm-hmm. the best is yet to come. Like the Lord's not done with you if you are willing for Him not to be done with you. Then the future really, yeah, not much to fear. Yeah. Uh, my next one, and this is the last one I have written down, but um, kind of piggybacking off of like the Enneagram. Like I wish I would have understood myself more as a younger person. Um, that. I wasn't trying to always be right, no matter what people said. Um, It turns out that that's just the core longing Mm -hmm. of me, that I always want to appear competent because I feel like if I'm not appearing competent that I'm failing or somebody's not going to love me for that, you know, or whatever. Um, So I wish I would have realized that and then I could have turned off the labels that people were putting on me or that negative feedback that I was getting as a younger person. That's good. Um, I have two left. Um, 
your life will not turn out like you planned, and that can be an absolute gift. Mm -hmm. That's lovely. Um, I have come to realize in the last few years that if I can let go of the beautiful plan that I have for my life, you know, my five-year plan with everything written out, like, the fact that my life has not turned out the way I planned is amazing. And I had a college roommate who, towards the end of our, we were clearly friends because we were roommates, but towards the end of our friendship, she had gotten very kind of like bitter and cynical, and she would just say stuff to me that at the time I thought she was just being truthful. I realize now she was being very toxic, but she would say stuff like, life isn't going to turn out the way you planned, because I had big plans and things that I wanted to happen, and she didn't. And so that was always kind of her response. And I thought one day she was right. My life did not turn out the way I planned. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, because one, if it had turned out the way I planned, I mean, it's the whole Garth Brooks unanswered prayers thing. Think about the stuff that you wanted when you were 21 or 22. Who praise the Lord from the guys that I dated to what I thought I wanted to do as a career. Like, praise God from whom all blessings flow. But... Also, the stuff I could have never imagined, that is, you know, those are the amazing blessings that I have. The, these friends doing this podcast. I mean, stuff that you couldn't have imagined. Right. Um, and that's okay. Even if you're a control freak, you don't have to have a plan for everything. <laughs> the Lord, the Lord knows. Also, the Lord's plan is going to work out, and so it's hilarious that you make your own. Like, like the verse says, you make them up with plans, but it's God who direct your steps. So, buckle up. That's the message. <laughs> 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 I have one last one. Um, and I used my word of the year in it. Oh, Good. Yes. Okay. Double bonus. Yes. came in with, like, guts blazing <laughs> on this episode. So, my word of the year from our, one of our first episodes is fulfillment. And so, my last one, dear younger self, is to make an extra effort to be fulfilled in the present and enjoy the now. Yes. 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 That's a good one. And it just yes. kind of piggybacks off yours. Like, you can get hung up on all these future plans. They may and probably won't work out. Yeah. And when you're doing all that, you're missing all the good things yeah. that are happening in the day-to-day. -day. Yeah. You know, I heard a um, podcast, I guess, yesterday, sometime this week, they were talking about fulfillment and that, like, um, a lot of times people think fulfillment kind of from like the job standpoint of if you're fulfilled, you'll never work a day in your life, you know, type thing. But it kind of goes like across the board and they were saying really what fulfillment is, is that you recognize that the cost of that is far like the gift that you're receiving through the, that is far outweighs the cost of it. But, like, everything has a cost, mm -hmm. um, but you recognize that the gift of your purpose in that, like, far outweighs. Yeah. I don't know that I said that really well. Um, no, I get it, yeah. Um, but, like, there's a cost for everything. Right. Like, I think sometimes when we think fulfillment, we're just like, oh, just everything makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, things like that. Yeah, right. satisfa yeah, satisfaction or whatever. And really what it was saying, you know, like, fulfillment in Christ is that there is a cost, but... The purpose that he has for you in that yeah. that gift that he's given you mm -hmm. is negligible mm -hmm. you know 
What's your last one? Okay, last one, which is actually, I think, a good wrap-up to kind of everything that we've been talking about that I don't want to go after Brittany, but um, the journey is more important than the destination. Yeah. I am so hyper-focused on marking stuff off my list and getting to the next point and getting to whatever that I sometimes miss all the in-between stuff. Um, or I try to push through the journey thinking about hurry up and get done. And one, that's not how waiting seasons work. So don't try that yourself. <laughs> it ain't going to work. But there's so much within those journeys that, one, you need for mm-hmm. the next season. But also there's making you who you are. Um, and I think, once again, shout out to my aunt. She's been in this episode a lot. She told my mother, and then my mother told me, like, stop wishing your life away because you're going to wake up one day and realize your life had already happened. And her whole point was when you're 16, you can't wait till you get a license. Then you can't wait till you're 18 graduate. You can't wait till you're in college. You can't wait till you get married. You can't wait till you have kids. And if you keep, like, wishing for the next big thing and kind of missing everything in between, you're going to wake up one day and your kids are going to be gone and you're going to be retired and your entire life has gone by and you've just wished everything Um, And I think sometimes we talked about living on autopilot when we did our intentional episode. Sometimes when you live on autopilot, you're getting from moment to moment and you miss the in-between and you do miss those things. Mm -hmm. And I know there have been seasons where I have missed what could have been blessings um, because I was just trying to get to the next point, to the next stop. Um, Life is not meant to be that. Because ultimately your final destination is death and then hopefully heaven. Um, so the stuff in the middle is, it's the stuff that's your life, you Mm -hmm. know, life is not marking off this checklist. I think sometimes because, you know, what people ask, you know, are you married? What do you do for a living? It's all those big moments and we miss the big stuff in between. Nobody comes up to me and asks me, what cool, amazing thing did God do in your life this week? You know, um, but those are the small moments that. All right, wrap it up. How was the yummies, y'all? It was so good. Okay, nobody say anything after that? Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> this was supposed to be me, wasn't it? Okay. Oh, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. I what what your younger self doesn't know is that at 40, you get all covers. <laughs> I was still thinking just edit that, right? Look, I was I was still thinking about compadres. Um the birthday cake that was made for me for you. was delicious. It was so good. It was just the amount of um sweet and strawberry and everything. And it, was, it wasn't just a strawberry box cake. No. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you get like that recipe. fresh strawberries. Yes. Like, strawberries and over the top. It was delicious. So thank you, Bailey's aunt. Yes. yes. It was delicious. And thank you for the sparkly glitter birthday candles because I love anything extra glitter. Glitter is Meg's favorite color. Yes. It was delish. Thanks for tagging along. See y'all later. Bye y'all. Bye y'all. Bye y'all. Bye y'all.